Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I was and still am a medical doctor trying to simultaneously pursue a career in acting. This is my second episode in our Love, Loss, and What I Wore week, celebrating the incredible four women that I had the utmost privilege of sharing the stage with in Mariposa Arts Theatre production of Love, Loss, and What I Wore. My guest for this episode is Laurel Dewar. Laurel was our gingy, our lead in Love, Loss, and What I Wore. If you've ever seen the play or if you know about it, it's more of a series of staged readings, reading stories about clothes that women wear and the stories behind them. It all circles around a lead character named Gingy and kind of going through her life story about clothes that she's worn and the stories behind them. Laurel was and is, always will be, the most perfect Gingy. If you saw the show, I know I said this about Claudine, but oh god, I'm saying it about Laurel as well too. Oh my god, she made me cry. I had to have tissues like stuffed in my <laughs> my costume because I knew she was going to make me cry on stage. Laurel is retired but was working was did work in human resources. She's also a mom and an actor, of course. She is incredible. She has some hilarious stories to tell about her time in community theater and as she continues to have time in the wonderful world of community theater. I hope you enjoy her story. Please enjoy the lovely Laurel Dewar. So nice and tanned. Well, I don't know. This isn't much of a tan. This is just hot because I'm wearing a turtleneck, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, welcome back to Canada. And welcome back to, uh, it's what, like minus 30 or something right now? It's insane. We were away in the best three weeks. It was so cold. Everybody's sending us pictures of the thermostat. Thank you very much. That was funny. It's a lot of snow, a lot of cold. Yeah, you picked a good time to escape. You and I met on... A lovely, lovely theater show. I hadn't done theater in since I was in high school. Yeah, I remember you saying that. What a blast. That was just so much fun. It was crazy. It was crazy, though, wasn't it? Because it was so long before we actually got to really do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like somebody said, we lived with it for like eight months. Yeah. And then we finally actually started rehearsing in serious, but not together. Yeah. It was nuts. It was so weird. It's one of those things where you, know, it's, you want to keep all the memories because you hope something like this pandemic will never happen again in our lifetime. Just like, what a bizarre situation we were in with that play. <laughs> I know. Well, as I'm going through your questions, that's one of the things that comes up is going to be a most memorable time in theater is our pandemic, our pandemic <laughs> play. show. Two rehearsals in person before basically we opened. Oh, it was nuts. Absolutely crazy. Stressful, but amazing at the end. Well, yeah, tell me your story. How did you get into acting? How did, all, how did you get to where we were on the stage at the Mariposa Opera House? Yeah, because you said you wanted people who were sort of started it late in life and I thought but I've been doing it for so long and then I started thinking back I've always been interested in the theater right from you know public school 
but didn't have the guts to really do anything mm-hmm. about it. And then it wasn't until the kids were born and I was early 30s that I got involved in a community group where we did this big musical review. And then that's where it started. Where And then after that, I ended up getting into community theater. So I guess it was a second act. It really was. It's funny. I just thought, saw that, thought of that. You were creative in high school. Yeah, I, I was involved in theater arts. You know, I did all the classes. I was in the music. I was in the band. One time at band camp, yeah, I got all those. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Always wanted to go to see shows and everything. So, so the the first big show was this in Stouffville, and it was this community group. And for years and years, they've been doing this big musical once a year, one weekend. That was it, and it worked on it for months. It was insane, like how long it took to put this together. And so I was always involved in the dancing. A, a little bit of skits in the dancing group. And I did that for years. And um, when you asked about first act, second act, I kind of thought my my life was actually in two acts. And then in addition, added on the theater later. But the, the first act being meeting, falling in love, getting married, having kids, starting work, finding a way in my career. And then the second act was really after separating and divorced and then having to go back to work and finding a new career, not a new career, but building it again and becoming independent. And this is when the kids were little. So those were like, that was sort of a before and an after part of my life. But the, the theater stuff didn't happen until that second act really for me. Hmm. I don't know why. Hmm. It's just, uh, it's just the way it worked out. Just other things kind of took priority. Yeah. And, Probably just busy with uh, with life, but I, I mean, I got involved in that that first big community review. But the community theater was where I really felt like I'm part of theater now, and that happened after I was separated and moved and moved the kids, and then and actually the first show was I got the part of Glinda in the Wizard of Oz, but it was Glinda and um, the witch, so it was the good witch. But it was also Annie M. So in the original play, one actor, one actress played those two parts. And I didn't know that before. Because, of course, I'm thinking of the movie, right? Of course, yeah. Completely different people. But in the original play, it was one actress that was Annie M. in Kansas. And then she was Glinda the Good Witch in in Oz. So I got that funny little part. But it it was a community effort. But both my sons were involved in other aspects of it. Mm. So it was, they had a bunch of friends from high school that were in the show. And I got this part to go to play with them. And it's like, oh my God, this is the best ever. It was amazing. (laughs) Isn't that funny? It brings the kind of two, well, it brings the family aspect into it that you can enjoy with them. Yeah, because, well, my boys are both into music and big time. And so they had that creative aspect too. I didn't have. I wasn't a hockey mom by any stretch. I was. <laughs> I was pushing the kids into music and theater and everything else. So that was a really, really big bonding time for us, I guess. What was your career um, that you had? You said in your first act. Well, I started out initially in personnel. That's what it was called then, HR. And then uh, after I had to find my way and work my way back up into working again. It was in EAP as an account manager, employee assistance. Um, and I, I've done that until I retired. So that was a, 
that was great. I worked with HR, so it was a really good shoot-off point. Yeah, it was, it was a really good job for me. And one of your questions was, what are the similarities? And I think that in the job, I did a lot of presentations and training. And so that certainly was an aspect of the job that I loved. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave me joy. And I can see how that's similar to being on stage and presenting something. You know, you're presenting yourself in another role. Have you ever taken any, any like acting classes or anything like that? Or has it just been pure community theater yeah, just community theater and just other than other than high school, right? And a little bit of a, a little bit in uh, university, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no, it's just <laughs> I love on it. the stage with friends. It's so fu- community theater is so. I don't think there's anything better, honestly. Yeah, it's just for the pure love of it, absolutely, and the community and the community part of the community theater, the people. <sighs> I think that's it. It's like. It brings people together who have a similar love of this thing, so they have that in common, but they still comes from all different walks of life. And I think that's one of the things I love about it, is that you get to meet so many interesting people and just on different viewpoints. And, man, there's been some drama, not just on the stage, <laughs> but backstage. And I know we've all had it, we've all seen it, but... I don't know. It's all part of it. I love it. It was just like, just watch all this stuff. Watch the tears flow. Oh my God. And like deal with it and help somebody. And, you know, you're going to get over it. And he's an asshole. (laughs) Don't worry about him. Oh, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. And there's something that's so unique, I think, about it where you're all coming together for. a a purpose you know a common goal which i think is kind of miss and missing from a lot of places i think in our life and i think the community aspect of it where it's you know kind of most of it's volunteer you're not getting you're doing this for the pure joy of it but you're all coming together to have uh, this common goal at the end of this fantastic performance it just bonds you bond exactly oh, yeah and you you just become so tight at least in everything i've been in yeah there is this incredible bond and connection with the people you're with and you mm-hmm. become such a family yeah. for such a short period of time mm-hmm. and then it's over yeah and it's like i'm so sad but i'm also so happy that it's done it's so weird so I'm always in conflict. <laughs> and I'm always in conflict when I go out. I mean, I love doing auditions. Some people hate it, but I love it. I don't, And I guess that comes through maybe, and maybe that's why I get the parts. Because there's not a lot of parts as you get older as well. There's that. But then I get the part and I go, shit. <laughs> I can't do this. It's too much. And so there's a the conflict again. I just want to, I just, I started. It's too much. I'm going to run away. I want to run away. And then you don't. I think that's one of the things that I've learned in my life is that life will kick you in the butt, but you don't have a choice and you got to keep going. And so you actually learn from that and you become stronger. So I've certainly had some very heavy experiences and it helps you believe in yourself so that you can take a silly role. And it's like, for heaven's sakes, get some perspective. You're going to have lots of support, and it's going to be great, and you're going to feel so good at the end of it when you do it, and you face it. You face your fears, and you get through it. And that's, and that's what's allowed me to just keep going, because you learn. You, you, you figure it out. I'm going to do this. I'm stronger than I think. 
So I've really grown over, you know, the course of these few decades and found out. And that's something I like to tell my kids and anybody. Is when you get hit hard in life, you're going to go through it and it's going to be hard, but you're going to come out of it. you got to have faith that it's going to be mm-hmm. better and that you're going to be happy this happened to you. At some point, you're going to be happy that you lost that job because you're going to find something that's going to be so much better for you. And you're going to grow from there. And if it's that's not the one, it'll be another one after that. And you, you just know it's going to get better. I just feel like maybe that's the optimism part of me because I am an optimistic person. I wouldn't be able to live otherwise. But yeah, there's lots of similarities in life and, and doing the community theater. But I, you know, I have a lot of friends in the community I live in. And there's a and speaking of volunteers, this place that I live works on volunteers, so it's amazing what people will bring. But they look at me and they think, "How do you do it?" And I just I love that I have this neat, interesting thing that I do that not a lot of other people do in your social circles. And it's fun being able to say, "You're going to come out and see my show," and then a whole bunch of them do, like at Love and Loss. And there's the one night when it's like this whole section of women that were all my people I know. And it's like, oh, it just, it's just so good for your heart. <laughs> it really is. Where do you think that optimism came from? Oh, I just think that's just who I am. Yeah. I think I was born with it. Yeah. Genetic. Yeah, I do. Or maybe the way I was raised, the social thing as well. I had a mom who was very sweet and always looked on the po- the bright side of life, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice. It's just nicer to live that way. I've, I've been around people who are negative, and it, they just drain you. I don't want to be like that. What do you like about the audition? Oh, I don't... Because I don't care if I get it or not. It's not absolutely imperative that I get this part. And sometimes I really do want it. But I'm not expecting it because there's so much talent out there. Mm-hmm. And it's short. And so I just go in. I just, I don't care. Like when I was a lot younger, I would have been way too shy to do that. And so over the years, I just become, or I don't know what it is. I just go there and I'll just let loose. And I'll just do whatever it is I think I need to do and just roll into it. Because I, I grew up being kind of shy through high school and so on. But I always knew I had this thing in me where I wanted to just show everybody, this is who I am. Yeah, I remember one time my dad even said that to me. And I said, I can't go out with that guy. He's too square. And he goes, well, you're square. Oh, <gasps> hurt me. <laughs> I had no idea how much he hurt me. But I looked that way. I acted that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So auditions, I just think, are fun. And I just I just love sort of going in and just blowing it away. <laughs> well, and if the pressure's off, that's huge. Yeah, I, that's part of it, for sure. Because then I'll freeze in the actual show because the pressure's on. And then if you freeze, you screw up. Yeah. And you forget a line, and you're just like... Where the hell am I <laughs> in this show? Well, so do you feel nerves? God, yes. Yeah? yeah. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten over that, and yet I still, you still go back. Yeah. I don't understand that, honestly. You tell me why. Because I love it at the end. 
But no, there's always those. The, the kind of shows I totally love and I don't have nerves is when you're in a group and you're, and you're part of an ensemble. Because mm-hmm. you're just... There was... Um, what was the show? It was in Aurelia. Because I haven't done that many here. Oh, Lucky Stiff. That was hilarious. And it was just a fun musical and I was like I had I got to dress up in like four or five different outfits and come on in different roles and different types of people and it was hilarious no nerves with that at all wow but if I'm a principal mm-hmm. and you got a whole bunch of lines then the nerves will kick in but then once you get rolling and it's, it's great and, and then I'm okay and that that is that's a thing though if you for me if I think about it too much then I'll freeze up and that's when I'll screw up right like you gotta, you gotta feel confident, and then you're fine because you know the lines, but they just blank out if I'm freezing. Yeah, I wonder if, like, with community theater, with the support being there, not only from the people on stage with you, but also from the audience, because I think there's a bit of like, oh, not that community theater. I don't know, community theater. There just isn't the. Oh, this is gonna sound nasty. Like expectation. But it's not like it's a bad, like there's still, it's like professional level theater, but everyone, everyone's just there, you know, to have a night out to enjoy community members watching other community members. Yeah. So I think there's just so much more support from the audience. I think about, I'm rambling, but I think about like my improv right? Like, yeah, that's frightening to me. It was terrifying, but there was so much support that came from the audience, even though I was like, nothing that I'm saying is funny, but I could just see people in the audience just being like, yes, yes. Trying to give you support. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they really do want to love you. They want to yeah. love you. And I don't think that exists in a lot of places in the entertainment industry. Honestly, yeah. I think the community theater and community improv aspect is just so Oh, it just fills your performer soul with so much joy, right? Because you're like, they love yeah. me. They really love me. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's all about validation sometimes. Oh, I know. You tell me you like me. Yeah. <laughs> that thing, that whole thing. Jeez. That, and when you're speaking of the improv, there was one play I was in where we had to do a little bit with a patron. Like, we had to get an audience member up on stage. <laughs> With, with the other actress and myself, and we were like these women who were in the kitchen, but we were, we were enemies, um, but we did a cooking show. So we got to get an actual member of the audience up on stage, and we do a little bit with this person. Well, you never know who you're going to get, no. and what a kind of a ham you're going to get on stage. But I actually love those bits, because you could just play with them, and kid them, and improv and just throw some different lines out and you were allowed to do that right so because it was kind of within a realm of understanding it wasn't like a whole show of that that was fun yeah so yeah i can can kind of see it the improv thing do you have any advice for anyone who has always been kind of interested in theater but again like you were saying didn't has never really i hate to say like had the guts but just Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone? Oh, just just keep going out and going to auditions and just have fun with that. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about getting a part. And if you really want to be part of the team and part of the group and anything, do something with the 
with the theater group mm-hmm. because, of course, we always love to have anybody to come and help do whatever. Yeah. Stage, do all kinds of things you can do to be part of the, the group, yeah. be part of the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, just keep going out. And then just being part of auditions. You learn a lot. You get to meet people. And you see the same people again and again, too. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Do you have any crazy stories from your time in theater? Please. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of a question is that? I think that one of the main reasons we're in it is for the stories. It's for the stories, yeah. We go out afterwards, and everybody's got a story. It's It's like, wait, I got one for you. (laughs) Listen to this. There's so many. Best part of it. Just laugh Absolutely. at ourselves. Other than the, the scary ones where it's like you completely blank. Yes. And you get rescued on stage. Mm-hmm. Those are horrible. Yeah. Because <laughs> you really feel bad because yeah. you let down your yeah. your family. Yeah. Even though nobody else cares. I know. Yeah. But you right? personalize but it. you mm-hmm. hate to do that. There was one, um, well, one, one fairly recent one in Aurelia. I played... The wife of a man who was having an affair with my, with my sister, and I didn't. I find out later on it. So in it, I get to yell at him, slap him, but I also get to roll around on a rug and make out with the same actor. So <laughs> well, that's always fun. Kissing on stage. That's always fun. <laughs> like those. Oh, and then when there's there was I was thinking of one this morning where I was on stage and I was chop I was like the mom and my daughter's boyfriend was sitting over on the kitchen. I was chopping vegetables or something and he was sitting at the kitchen table and I'm basically interrogating him. And I we finished our lines and the guy who was playing my husband didn't show up. So I was like silence. So because I was chopping and the role was I'm kind of asking him pointed questions, I kind of pick up the knife and I just hold it and I just give him a look and I'm holding it. And it worked because it was part of the, because I didn't have anything else to say. And then I didn't want to say too many improv things because it would just ramble. Mm -hmm. And then he comes in, but late, like, but that's all I did. It's like, hey, that worked. Thank God. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> so funny. There's nothing greater and more terrifying than live theater. It's yes, just, absolutely. Well, uh, people always say that, aren't you? It's like, yeah, right? are you scared? Yes, it's terrifying sometimes. It's terrifying because you can't redo stuff, right? Like you can, obviously, in film and TV. Like you can... I was listening to an interview with, um, who was, I think it was Denzel Washington. He was talking about, he had done like Othello or something like that on stage and then is now doing a movie version of Macbeth. And they were talking about the difference between the stage and the screen where he's like, screen acting is so easy because you, you can just, you can do two sentences of a script and do it six times and it's done. Right. You you know, and, but when you're on stage, the stamina that it takes and you really only have one shot at it. Like it's just, it's incredible. And that's why live theater is so exciting because it's never going to be like that again, that, that show necessarily. And you might have one show where it's all kind of sloppy and nobody feels that great. But then the next show, it's just clicking and we're so on 
And that's why the stress in our show, in Love Loss, when we only have those two, maybe three times together, putting the whole thing together, not enough rehearsal time to feel confident. So that that was really stressful. I knew we'd get it done. Um, but boy, did we feel good once we had a show under our belt and then it really snapped along and it worked. It worked really well, like better than I thought any of us thought for that kind of play it was, right? Exactly. Well, I think it's a testament. To, it's a testament to us, obviously, because we just had to we had to connect so quickly. And I mean, like we were together constantly throughout that time, right? Like we were like, okay, we're going out for lunch. We're going out for dinner. We're just going to hang out. We need to become best friends in these next two weeks. Otherwise it just won't work. No, God, no. I know it was actually quite remarkable walking into our, our little change room before shows and something big's going on, but everybody was just there to help. And then the next night it was somebody else. (laughs) And it was lovely. It was really lovely. It was very special. Time. It was a very special time. It just felt like this, like, b- breather from the pandemic and just a, yeah, just a wonderful group of people to be involved with. I loved it so much. It was very stressful, but yeah, it was just, it was just great. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I did it because there was, for a while I thought maybe I'll, I won't bother. This is just, it's just crazy times and let's not do it. And then I thought, I, I thought about it again and I thought, now I'm going to regret it if I don't do this, because I really like the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then having me, met everybody, it was just like, no, this is, this is going to be really great. And just love getting to know everybody on that show, and also in any of the shows. It's just so cool to have these friendships that are so quick to bond, and then over the years, even if you don't see anybody, you meet again. And it's just like, oh my God, it's so good to see you, and you've got all this stuff that you have in common, and I just think that's really powerful. It is. It is. I think it, and it's, it's very unique. You can't really replicate it anywhere else. I don't think the, the bond that you get from sharing such vulnerability on stage. Yeah. So intense like that, right? Yeah. It's it's so intense. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you're looking forward to coming up this year? Well, I'm I'm on the board, and I'm getting a kick out of doing that. It's really nice to be also part of sort of planning people and having a say and having an influence and also just kind of being in the nose, like being part of the cool crowd, you know, sort of. Right. <laughs> but just having a little bit of behind-the-scenes information and understanding, but also having a, a say and an influence on, on how we're going to make things happen. But mm-hmm. it also is a lot of work because you, you want to step up and you do as much as you can to, to help things along. Like last year's summer theater, the uh, Bard in the Yard, where we did the 12th night, and that was an amazing show, but it was such a lot of work for everybody involved. So this year, we are planning another one, and we don't want to lose it, and there's there's all kinds of new conditions now by the city at the Leacock mm. home. Um, but we're, we don't want to, to lose the opportunity because it's it was such a neat thing to do, and it was a yeah. lovely new venue for us, and we want to keep it. So we're working hard at figuring all that out and just being on a, the strategic planning committee, so looking down the road 
that's exciting for me to be part of something like that now. Because I know I'm not going to get all tons of roles anymore. And um, where I used to live, there was like three or four different community theaters. So there's always something to get involved in. But I don't feel like driving very far. So (laughs) I'm just not going to do that. I'll drive to see a show, but I don't want to be driving for rehearsals through winter. Yeah, absolutely. But so what am I excited about? Just um, being part of this this theater group, this theater family for this coming year, Mm -hmm. next year and so on. So I think that'll be lovely. And just, oh my God, I'm excited for spring. (laughs) Oh my God, I know. Especially on a day like today. Holy crow. And this winter has been dreadful. It's been awful. How would you, how do you think your kids would describe what you do for a living? Well, I guess, or just what you do now. Well, yeah. Because or at I, all. They, they always had trouble kind of explaining what I did. Yeah. <laughs> they keep saying, what do you do again? But now they describe me as being just so busy. Like I... I send a text or a, a little photo to one of my kids, one of my sons, saying, and we're we're all dolled up or dressed up or going out to some theme party or friends or something. And he goes, you guys are so busy. We don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going off and you're doing a show and you're going to rehearsal. You're going to a friend's place. So you're playing. You're... So we're just, I just... We're living our best life, and I'm happy they see me as doing that, as participating in life and being involved, because that's what keeps us alive, and that's what keeps us young. And Actually, and that's one of the things is being part of theater is it just expands your horizon, so we're not hanging out with the same type of, not the same demographic. Yes. Right? Like being yes. friends with you. This is so cool. I think that's a huge, a huge part of it, especially for some that I've heard from others who I've talked to, but also I feel for myself when you have had a career or a life or a first actor or whatever, you can start getting into, you hang, yeah, you hang out with the same people all day, every day. And it's hard to kind of break that if you kind of get into a habit. Totally. Cause it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. And so moving into a more of a creative atmosphere, I know at least for myself, like you're saying, you meet all these people that I never would have met if I just kind of stayed in the same lane driving down the road that I've been following. It's just been incredible, the people that I've met, you know, meeting you, meeting everyone in Love Loss, and just the improv group, and in the midst of a pandemic, like when I wasn't expecting to meet any new people. Like, it was just, oh, yes, lovely. Yeah, you make that bit of effort. And I think that's the thing I'd like to give to my kids, is just go, mm-hmm. make, make the effort reach out don't be afraid of it you know open that door and go for it and if it doesn't work then leave that house and go find another door or whatever but it's it's just you got to just keep doing what you love and find new things that you love and that just that's just so good for your life and good for your mental health what's the worst that could happen if you get out there and try it i mean especially something as supportive as community theater right and you you always learn from it so it doesn't matter and you got a good story that's what I usually say. You got a good story. So if Janet bugs you to be on her podcast, you can tell a story. Do you have any other, like any kind of final words of wisdom or advice or fun stories or anything from your career as a stage actress? Oh, gosh. Like, I, I never really thought of myself as being an actress. I act. 
because I don't feel like I have the value as an actress to be to call myself that. I am. You know, intellectually I know I am. But that's that validation we're always looking for and self-esteem issues, I guess. I was in one play where I played the lead and I we had this little ceremony and I won Best Actress out of a group of a bunch, you know, for the season. And that was pretty cool. And it kind of made me think, maybe I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I should just keep doing it, what I like to do. And it's just like, oh, give your head a shake. Yes, you're fine. You're good. You're not good at everything, but you like it, so just keep doing it. And if somebody says you're good, well, that's lovely, but... It's nice. It's nice to be good at something, so you want to hear it. That's all. Absolutely. But that's the thing. You can get better. And so it's always good just to keep going Mm -hmm. and trying new things and step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then live your best life. So looking back, I've done lots of great stuff, so I'm pretty happy with it. Pretty proud of what I've done. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Laurel, for being my guest on this episode. I was just reminded of I just saw Laurel for the first time since we were in the show, the first time in person a couple weeks ago when uh, she hired our improv troupe to do some improv for her community where she lives. And uh, I think we pretty much tackled each other. It was so wonderful. I'm still on a high from seeing her in person again for the first time since the show. She's just... Oh, such incredible human being. Laurel, I love you. I hope you'll tune in for another episode coming up for our Love Loss and What I Wore week. Episode number three in this week is coming up soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye!